Dead PM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. Hey! So we come to you. I took the day after our vacation off so I can recover. Okay. Clean the camper van out. How was your vacation? It was amazing. We went to um, Saratoga Springs-ish area and uh, okay. did a lot of kayaking and, and things like that. Yeah, I saw the pictures where you said you are going to take a dip in the river and stuff. Ooh. Turns out if you go up far north, uh, the Hudson River is clean and wonderful to swim in. Wait, what? I didn't uh, know that. <laughs> Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what did you do for your fourth? Uh, nothing. We just stayed around the house. You know, we didn't barbecue, but we just, like, made a lot of stuff. Mm. That's exciting. Yeah, the house is a bit of chaos because, you know, my niece is here and stuff, so we have to get everything organized and baby-proof. <laughs> so we figured we'd do it, like, next year. Or in August. Yeah. Whichever comes first. Whatever you can have a cookout. First. You can have a cookout anytime you want. Yeah, basically. It doesn't have to be a holiday. Yeah. That's what we do with, uh, not necessarily 4ths of July. I wind up taking the time off not because of the holiday, but because of the paid time off you get for that. Yeah. So, like, if we leave Friday night, or it's in this case Saturday morning, we now had a four-day vacation that only cost me one vacation day. You know. Oh, that's good. We do it for President's Day and other uh, nonsensical holidays that we all... Nonsensical holidays. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like uh, President's Day will go away that weekend. Oh, not that Labor Day is a nonsensical holiday, but we'll go away for Labor Day, Memorial Day. You get a lot of free time with it, you know? I think they should make Pearl Harbor a, a national holiday. I think that's what Memorial Day is for. I know the day yeah. of, but... Yeah, that and, and or 9-11. They should have done that 20 years ago, I guess. Yeah. But uh, maybe they just lump it all in with that one. But there, there's only been one new holiday. We have Juneteenth. That's the only new holiday we've gotten. You've gotten. Juneteenth. Uh, I didn't make it. <laughs> my my office was open, but we let all um, all the black people got paid day off that day. Really? Yep. Are all you serious? To come to work, yes. Are you serious? <laughs> I was like, good. I was like, good. I, that's not the day. That's about my holiday. I mean, I get it, but I mean, my job they just closed the school, and everyone had the day off. Federal jobs and stuff. This is private sector stuff, so. Oh, so they let all the white people come in. I, like, I just think that's hilarious. Maybe they were trying to weed out where, if there were any, like, proper racists in there that are, like, going to be like, it's not fair to me. <laughs> <laughs> so they could be like, found them. Right. They can't work anymore. Yeah. Um, I've so watched, funny. uh, I watched Stranger Things. I didn't. I haven't I haven't finished the second season, the second part yet, so. I'm only up to episode two. So here's a problem that 
maybe you're also having. Too many good things came out at the same time. Yes. In a month, seven shows came out. Most of which air on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Disney. So, I mean, it's everybody. So we um we finished Obi Wan Kenobi. We're five episodes in on the boys, two on Stranger Things, one on Only Murders in the Building. Almost done with. Wait, that came out again. Wait, another season came out of that. Oh gosh, another thing I gotta Uh, watch. Oh, it's too bad. And Miss Marvel, poor Miss Marvel. I don't want that show to slow ratings because I can't squeeze it all in. Yeah. And Miss Marvel's actually good. Yeah. That show's awesome. I love it so much. Every time we watch it, we're like, man, this is great. They're getting. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, a, John, like a teenager fantasizes. It's like if John Hughes like started directing again and he directed a Marvel movie or a series. And the parents are so cute. Oh my god. When they came in as Hulk. They're relatable. It was yeah, I was uh really pleased with it. But we will get back right into it. It is not that I do not like it. I do like it, but there's just too much. There's too much and to all watch. the spoilers I get is for the boys. So we have to catch up on the boys. Yeah, who knew Jensen Ackles, man, could play a dark character? I knew. I knew. The whole you did? Time. Well, I did too. Because, I mean, you know, Supernatural, he did some dark things. You know, like murder a family. <laughs> he yeah. did a lot of murdering, but he also let, like, I'm not spoiling Supernatural. I know it's 15 years long, but, like, Whatever. Get into it. It's really show. And it lasts that there's a love loss. No, it's it's good. There's some tough seasons to work through, but that's okay, you know. And tough episodes, you know, like the racist truck. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> For fifteen years, I mean they can't all they can't all be winners. There's like whole seasons from like 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 seven, eight, nine, and ten are like tough tough going. Well, After five it's, just... it's a bit of a rough ride. Yeah, it's the same with uh, Stargate because Stargate they can't all be home runs. I know. Yeah. It's so back in the nowadays the way they do TV they they took the British model over for sure, where it's six to eight episodes each an hour. The end, but in usually in the UK there's an end date. Like when they did Broadchurch, it was the three seasons, and that's all it ever was gonna be. Is going to be solving the mystery of the murder of that kid, and that's that. And then they just stop making it. They're like, no, oh, show's over. I don't know what to tell you. They don't like let it hang on for too long. Not that yeah. that's a natural hunger. Yeah. Ooh, uh, but they say guy minded? Yeah. That's, that's weird because I could still see you and myself, and it's still recording my voice. Oh, I can't see you. I'm sorry to hear that. You can't see yeah, all this I can't, I can't see you, so... What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll pick back up. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What else am I thinking of? There we oh. go. I see you now. Hey. Uh, hey, the guy who made Supernatural also makes The Boys. So, when they were like, who are we going to get for Soldier Boy? He's like, Jensen, obviously. Oh, and Kripke makes it? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense now. That's why, like, the mayor's named uh, Bobby Singer. Because one of the writers on Supernatural is named Bobby Singer, and one of the characters also had that name, and it's being played by the same, the same yeah. actor. Yes, yes, you're right. Jim Beaver. But that that's cool. I like the boys. I didn't think I would like it because I'm like, how are they going to translate this Garth in this comic into live action? Because it's really super violent, and I'm like, oh okay. I'm desensitized to it already. Like, you've seen enough exploding people. Like, everybody's like a literal like bag of chopped meat. Like, every time mm-hmm. they explode, it's not like a whole intestine flies by. It's like a bag of chopped meat. I'm like, all right, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much, you know, whatever it is. It was like Preacher. Preacher was kind of like, because that was Garth Ennis too, and Preacher was pretty much violent as all hell. And you know what? That's fine. Be a bag of chopped meat. That's that's better than the reality. Because like, if I really like exploded you, there would it wouldn't look like chopped meat. It would look like internal organs flailing, like just a pile of intestines on one side and like half mm-hmm. your heart on the other, just like sliding down the wall. Gross, you know? Yeah, pretty much. So that's what I've been watching. I just watched this very day. Stargate season six, oh. episode one, <laughs> Redemption oh. part one. It started the sci-fi uh, channel <laughs> era. Or or Siffy. Siffy. I hated it when they changed their name to that. I was like, this is so dumb. They're dumb for doing this. I mean, I think at this point they're still sci-fi. At this at this point. Well, they're still Siffy at this point, aren't they? No, didn't they get Siffy after, like, Battlestar Galactica and all that stuff ended, like, Universe and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is still classic sci-fi channel. And then they were like, we changed the name to reflect our changing something, something. Nobody's going to watch this channel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I watch on Siffy is uh, Resident Alien, because that's actually mm. quite good. I heard that that was very good. Alan Tudyk is well, the guy. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, and it's Alan Tudyk, so... I love him. Yeah. Uh, I They changed it because they were showing wrestling. And I was like, you didn't have to change your name because you're showing wrestling. There's a big crossover there, so nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody's like, this isn't science fiction. Sci-fi fans don't care that you show They're like, good, I like wrestling too. <laughs> yeah. I just thought the quality of shows just got worse, so they just decided to rebrand themselves. Oh, it did. Like once, once they stopped renewing shows after season five to save on like um, syndication rights. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was all downhill after that because that's when you get like <laughs> terrible endings to Warehouse 13 and Eureka and stuff like that. I I couldn't bring myself to watch the ending of Eureka or Warehouse 13. Uh. It's a pile of dog poop, is what it is. I mean, it's not oh, on wow. the order of Dexter, but it's pretty bad. Oh, wow. What, did it just end it ambiguously? Like, you know. Yeah, just like more warehouse shenanigans. See ya. See ya later, guys. You don't have to resolve. So, do we, they did it like a regular episode, and then it was like, goodbye, guys. No, they forced Pete and Micah into uh, like a romantic relationship. Oh, so right. it didn't happen organically. That's nice. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> they had boyfriends and girlfriends uh, of their own that were unrelated business. And, like, the last episode, like, uh, Pete's girlfriend was like, you can't love me because you love Micah. And he's like, I love Micah. Micah's like, I've always loved you. I'm like, none of that's true. Well, when did this like, like, when did this happen? The last episode. <laughs> I'm like, mm. I'm like, talk about ham-fisted guys. Come on. And you couldn't have stunned it for like six more episodes to build it kind of organically? Build it never. Why do they have to be together at all? They had a very, like, sibling situation going on. Because you know that was bound to happen. It's always like that with anybody you kind of show. It did with the X-Files. Uh, it did pretty early on in the Xbox. Like, yeah. whether or not they were showing it, they were still going to pound town. Like, the same oh. way, like, they want to act like Sam and Jack haven't been to pound town, but they certainly have. They absolutely have, and they're like, we're just not going to tell anybody about it. And that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're casual co-workers that sometimes dip their pen in the company ink. I mean, all right. Jack's not available emotionally, so he's only good for a lay. Sam knows that. She deep down. She understands. I mean, I think in the series he's gotten a little better with emotion. <laughs> a little better. I didn't say a lot. I didn't say – well, not in this one, no. No, not in this one. <laughs> he still can't deal with loss, but that's okay. And his answer is – which <laughs> relatable, if I'm honest. Yeah. And it was it was uh, too early in TV for like for them to really show Sam as like a independent independent highly sexual woman that doesn't need to be brokered into a relationship in order to be doing all this stuff. I mean, she's certainly doing it on the show, but they're not framing it in that way. But that's what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, they're not, they're not they're not they're not censoring it. Like it's not part of an episode. It's just like, hey, she meets a guy. Hey, maybe they're doing it. Maybe they're not. They're in a relationship. They're not in a relationship anymore. She was with that ascended guy for like two minutes, and he was like a little smothery. And she's like, ooh, a little smothery. Don't oh, we think this doesn't work? And then she was with uh, was didn't didn't what's his name um, uh, from the from the Tolan planet. Didn't he like her for a bit? Oh, yes. Oh, they were definitely. Definitely. 100% of the time. Because whenever he showed up, no matter how dire, he, he was always like, you up? And she's like, not now, God. <laughs> and definitely with Martouf. Oh, yeah. Martouf was never like, you up. <laughs> like He was always like, hello, Samantha. And she's like, ooh, I'm already ready. Let's go. Let's go. We don't need sleep. You got crystal eyes. I see them, and they're beautiful. Let's do it. <laughs> Truly, yeah. what a beautiful guy. That's good. Good for her. I don't think she ever finds interest in in Jonas here, but that's okay. Oh no, she doesn't see Jonas like that. She sees Jonas as as more of like a friend, like a colleague. Yeah, like McKay. <laughs> oh, McKay. Okay, so we start off the episode with some upset locals, and SG-1 comes back early uh, with a spear that was hurled in their direction. Uh, a la Indiana Jones. Having, really? It uh, looks like they're having tryouts to replace Daniel, and uh, 
Sam was waiting for some Area 51 news that Hammond's like, hey, uh, Area 51 called, you know, like he'd wanted. <laughs> Let's go, so That's guys. your cold opening. Yep. Go on. No, I'm saying, yep, and we find out that it's a uh, spaceship. It is. Uh, we come back. Jonas is hanging out at the SGC. I forgot that he can't go back to his home planet for treason reasons. Ah, treason reason. Yeah. Ah, that rhymed. Nice one. Yes. Um, so, there, Sam's got like a weird thing with Jonas. Like, here, she comes up to him and she's like, ooh, do you want to go to Nevada and get off this base and like come see the awesome ship we made for you? And Jonas is like, I love the Weather Channel. She's like, terrific. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then, like later in the episode, uh, he's like, Hey, uh, Sam, can I see the plans to the ship? And she is so cold. She is like, Ugh, you killed Daniel. Well, I don't like it. Yeah, I th- that I think that's what it is. I think she's torn because she ha- like had a fondness for Daniel, and even though this guy is as smart as Daniel, maybe even smarter, it's like she probably blames him for his death. Yeah, and she's warm sometimes, like, under normal circumstances. She'd be like, I'd like this guy. I'd yeah, friends with like, this guy. And then she realized that, oh, no, this guy was the cause of my friend's death. And, like, forget him. Yeah, she's like, ugh, I don't like him too much anymore. So it's like a soap opera. Yeah, it is. This whole two-parting series uh, is very family drama. Soap opera. Warring Uncle Russia is coming by to be like, it's not fair to me. <laughs> and uh, Russia thinks they should have the open slots at, on SG-1. And Jack's like, bite me on that. Yeah, it's always the Russians. This is like the opposite of Star Trek. You know, like, how Star Trek had, like, somebody from everywhere and everything was, like, old world peace and, like, beautiful. Uh, at SG-1, they're, like, still fighting the Cold War. They're, like, even though we're friends with Russia by the time this series is happening. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not friends. They're just not in a Cold War anymore. Right, like, everything's fine, generally, between our two countries. We, I mean, we're trying our best now, currently, in 2022, yeah. to try like, and, like... Get the good old days back with uh, <laughs> less rights, more Cold War. Mm, yum, good, yum. Old, good, good old communism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack thinks maybe they don't need to replace Daniel. But Hammond disagrees because Daniel provided more than just like a fourth body. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was a team's conscience. <laughs> when he wasn't enslaving his friends. Yeah, and he would check Jack for a bit. Jonas wants to join SG-1, though, uh, but Sam doesn't think so. So she's, like, really cold about giving over those those plans for the ship. She's like, give them mm-hmm. to you, but, like, you don't know Earth science, so, like, you won't even understand these plans, you chump. And she, he's like, it took me, like, two days to read Daniel Jackson's work. I can read science. <laughs> he's like, I learned faster than everyone else. And and she's like, wow, terrific. No one likes you. I'm like, Sam. Like, you know who didn't learn fa- that fast? Daniel. I wonder where he is. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> and then he's like, I want to join SG-1. And then she, like, warms up a bit. She's like, I'm so sorry that that's not going to happen. I'm like, <laughs> right? It's like, you're a good on. guy, but no. I'm like, are you friend-zoning him off of SG-1 in that way? You're like, oh, you thought this was that? This isn't that. I'm so sorry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh... So he's sparring with Teal'c, and he's and he says, "If I knock you down, you have to go talk to O'Neill, like on his behalf." And uh, I don't know if he got Teal'c down or Teal'c just took pity on him, which is probably what happened. No, no, he never, he never, he come on, he never knocked Teal'c up. Teal'c, Teal was playing with him. <laughs> Teal'c was playing with him. So funny, so cute. Teal'c's so funny that he's like. The in-house therapist for everybody. Like, if you have a problem, you can go talk to Teal objectively about it. He won't judge you. Right. <laughs> He's not. But like... I like that. I like that Teal is respectful of everyone, but he he views everyone as like a little weaker than he is. Because mm. he's so battle hardened, and everyone's like, you know, like when he's sparring with him, he's like, "I'll take it easy on this guy." That's <laughs> so cute. Uh. So well, so Teal tells O'Neill that Jonas should be considered, and Jack's like, "Really? Uh, God, feelings. I don't like them." He's like, "Consider your face. How about that?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Bray Jack comes over, and uh, somebody's sick because like there's a Ryak is like, mom is sick or something. I forgot the mom name. Yeah. So. It's Dreyak. She. Oh, Dreyak. Okay. Dreyak, uh, Ryak. <laughs> so Teal goes off to go solve that problem, and Russians found out about that fighter ship they saw in Nevada. Yeah, I think it's called the X three hundred two. X three hundred two. X three hundred two. Or three hundred one. Um, and they are livid. They are like, we cannot believe. That you're so underhanded. Like, we are also underhanded. That, But you being underhanded is very rude. <laughs> I think it. I think in the situation was, was reversed, it was the same thing. Because if, like, China discovered, like, the Stargate first and they had an X-302 or something or whatever version they had, America would be like, I can't believe that you have better technology than we do. And you didn't share it. Yeah. We're so ridiculous. But also, like, way too optimistic about, like, the goings-ons in the world. Because, like, later on, like, when this problem occurs, because, like, the incoming wormhole is about to open and nothing's happening, and they're like, that's real weird. Uh, Hammond tells the Russian guy later on, he's like, you got to keep that gate buried. I'm like, you think that the Russians have that gate buried? That is <laughs> right? naive, buddy. Oh man, no, they the ru- Yeah, they probably have it in like some remote area in Siberia, and they're going on missions on their own. Open as you like, no iris, no nothing. Yeah, no iris, no kind of protection. It's just open. Unbelievable. Uh, so on Ryak's world, uh, his mom dies, and that's sad. Uh, so Ryak runs away, and he's like, "You, I'm gonna try and like." It bounces, it does that thing where it bounces back and forth, like five seconds here, five seconds there, five mm-hmm. seconds here, and I hate it. Still hating it. So, yeah, in like, the. Dad, I hate you. Dad, I hate you so much, I'm gonna shoot you with this staff. 
thing, and Teal'c's like, do it then. I'm like, wow. And, because he knows he can't, he's like, whatever. That's not happening. He beats him up, too. He hits him with the staff and everything. And he just takes it, and then Braytag comes by to break it up, and is like, whoa, break it up, boys. What is this? And he's like, oh, no. Uh, But back on Earth, Sam's like, ah, in 38 minutes, it'll let itself off, so... It'll do that. Uh, it does not shut off. And then Sam notices, he, she increases the sensitivity until she notices a pattern of faint anomaly that is mm-hmm. generating through keeping the gate open. She also notices and, that it's building up energy, super slow, like over, like so as to be not really noticeable. As giant um, superconductors tend to do. <laughs> yes. Uh, she's like, it's going to explode and like take out the whole earth. So that's, Great. Good stuff right there. Uh, Braytac is talking to Teal at the funeral. And he's like, you know that Ryak hates himself, right? And is like real low on the self-esteem. And he's like, Teal's like, why would he be like that? Why? I'm his dad. Because <laughs> you haven't told him that he isn't. He's like, my mind got altered by Anubis, so I'm super weak and I'm a big turd. And he's being a teenager, so dad... Why don't you go dad it up and tell him (laughs) about the time you fell for it, too. So he doesn't feel so teenager-y about it. He's got a book of sad poems, buddy. (laughs) A book of sad poems. If Ryak was any more stereotypical teenager, I'd be like, what in the Hallmark movie is this? Yeah, like, what what in the Dawson's Creek is going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh. So Teal'c has that little heart-to-heart with Ryak, and he cries, and they hug it out. I'll give you another one. What in the Swan's Crossing is going on here? Swan's Crossing? Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> a deep cut. You remember that show? I never watched it. Oh, my God. It was it was basically a, a more angsty Dawson's Creek. More? Yeah. I still love the sad uh, Dawson meme. <laughs> uh... So they have the heart-to-heart. They hug it out. That's nice. McKay shows up. Hey, it's McKay. I, li- I like this. I like McKay at this point. Yeah, but, I mean, he proves his snarkiness. Why he's so snarky. I know. In the end, he's very adorable. Sam volunteers to take uh, the new jet to the Asgard planet. And uh, until, on Teal's planet, his friend comes to be like, Anubis is attacking the Tauri. It's bad. Bad news. But then back to SGC. So Team Teal finds out about that. Um, those are some sexy flight suits that Sam and Jack are wearing. Oh, they yeah. Fly to Abydos. They're fancy flight suits. Yeah, I mean, like, roomy, looking good, you know? Is that, like, it looks more like a streamlined still suit because, I mean, if they're going to fly to Abydos, even with a high jump, I mean, one of them's going to have to pee, right? Yeah, true. Jonas says the plane won't work. Like, he's looking at the plans, and he's like, this all signs point to no. And Hammond, and McKay's like, all signs do point to no. Who's this guy? He's right, though. It isn't going to work. And Hammond ignores them both. Hammond's like, why don't you both shut up? Right. It's going to work. But McKay's right. Like, gumption's not going to make it work. It's not working. Exactly. Uh, They take off. And Sam and Jack miss 
the hyperspace window. Mission failure. Right. Well, only be- it only failed because it, it had safety protocols where it's just like abort submission. Right. Good thing they had those there because in previous attempts they had uh, what amounts to no protocols in place. They were just like, find out, I guess. And they'd end up on like three galaxies later. Seriously. I was I I just thought of it now. I'm like, oh, those Mercury missions, the early ones. Uh, they would like wrap people up in like tin foil and just be tin like, foil. it's probably Good luck. Enough. Probably. <laughs> right. Oh, we have reflective tin foil. You mean like for the oven? Yeah. Um, <laughs> eventually, a dog or a monkey came back alive. We're sure. Sort mm. of. It was the Russians. They said it was alive. We believed them somehow. Yeah, they'd like fry a monkey and be like, ah, oh, it's successful. They're like, just tell the Americans it worked. They'll believe anything. Uh, yep, so they come back. So over at Team Teal, Great Tech starts dialing. He's like, ugh, Anubis is getting powerful, but he only has a couple of planets like in his possession. He's like, I'll just keep dialing until I get a busy signal. Yeah, for real. Terrific. He's like, well, I'll just keep going. And then the one that is busy is, that'll be the one moment. Can't argue with logic like that. It's <laughs> like, you do realize each, like, dial consumes energy. Whatever. They're like, cut her off. Nope, not it. Nope, not it. Nope, not it. <laughs> it's like the computer dialing in war games. Just a lot of phone mm-hmm. numbers going down. Right. Finds a computer connection. Uh, back at the SGC, uh, Jack, Jack and Sam are having a bit of a flirtatious moment where Jack has to be like, well, not, not that you're an egghead. Right. And then Sam's like, oh, you have a tendency to see, uh, things in their simplest form in a way of not calling him an idiot. So they're having a flirty, uh, backhanded compliment off. Yeah, basically. It's like, you see things dumb, so I can't see. You, you, you don't overcomplicate things. I analyze everything. You don't. You see them, you know. You're so silly. Uh, so Jack's uh, addition is that he's going to go eat some cake. But the base is losing power, and the Anubis hologram shows up. And Sam notes that that's some Asgardian technology. He probably downloaded from Thor. Beef. Mm-hmm. And then he goes through a whole big speech, Anubis does, to prepare to meet your doom. Ah, uh, the Asgard, they're always so, like, grandstanding. Yeah, McKay, this does not escape McKay's notice. He's like... The ghoul, the ghoul, sorry. Yeah, McKay's like, this... What? <laughs> really? This is quite... <laughs> and it is, and that's the end of part one. What do you think of this as a cliffhanger situation? I mean, it just introduces Anubis as the next villain. So yeah, it does. It re- it reestablishes it. And America gets a new weapon. It's a fighter. It's a you know fighter jet that can open up a hyper hyperspace window. Because you know that's what you need. Uh, hang on. SG one. Um, what am I thinking of? I don't remember. The promo for next week is just more 
more of this, more McKay, more... Well, you don't see Anubis again, I don't think. Um, no. That must be an expensive effect to not have him on all the time. That Ghost of Christmas Future stuff must be quite costly to get a <laughs> swirl in the face. No one gets Christmas bonuses this year. I swear We're doing an Anubis episode. <laughs> <laughs> How do you rate this independent of the, the next one? Well, for a standalone episode, it's okay. It's like a three. Because you do get, like, they get more stuff. Like, they get more advanced technologically. And they introduce mm. a new villain. And you see McKay again, which is actually kind of cool. But you see early McKay. This isn't likable McKay yet. No, he's not likable. And Okay, so that's in season seven. I'm like, when is that battle over Antarctica? happening is that in this season yeah that's that's like i think the next season it is next i i could remember where it was and i was like i hope it's soon because it's so good yeah because because don't they um introduce uh mitchell yes yes i need my guy um back to this very episode uh yeah mckay's not great yet and i don't know it's a lot of build up and like not going anywhere, really. So I'm going to go three out of five. It's fine for yeah. a, a part one. No, no nothing yeah. earth-shattering. I mean, earth-shattering almost literally is happening. <laughs> I didn't feel like somebody might die. But that just shows you how irresponsible they are with their Stargate. <laughs> because, all, because all they have is, like, a shield so no one gets in. They're not compensating for the fact that this is a giant superconductor. That radi that gives off so much energy, like close to the sun, and has done it in the past. Yeah, and it, it you've had near disasters in the past. You couldn't like you know come up with contingency plans. Seriously, so wild. Uh, hey, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Any plugs or anything? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. Well, you can hear this. You can hear me on Last God Podcast, Last God Standing. Uh, links in the description below for that. And you can listen to this very podcast at zpmstargate.podbean.com. That's where we're hosting. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at zpmstargate everywhere uh, at gmail.com if you want to give us a little email. Leave us a five-star review. That would be really brilliant and fantastic and beautiful. So do that. And until next week, goodbye. Bye.